Hey everyone, welcome back. We are going to continue my conversation with Thomas Brazel, where we talk about the future of Athens and the Morton legacy. This episode does contain just a few curse words for me, but there is a bleeped version posted below. And a thing I love about it, the Morton building is, is one of the, it's actually, for, for fact, the last standing black built theater in the early 1900s in America. Wow. The only one. Every other one across the country has been torn down. Mm. The fact that Athens has that is like, don't take it for granted. Once I lived a life of a millionaire. You walk by there at night now, it's actually super quiet. Yeah. And you you walk by, you wouldn't even know the history of it. And that's mm -hmm. something I know that as being on the board, that's something I want to change. And I know how much people love UGA. I get it, college towns, blah, 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 blah. But you don't ever let something like that overtake the culture that was mm -hmm. here before all that in the history. And the more you keep pushing these people out for these condominiums and you, you start tearing down your history around here, it starts to feel empty. You're going to start feeling in 30, 40 years from now, like it's just going to be UGA. People probably won't even mention the name Athens. It's like, that's where you end up going, folks, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's a worry. I mean, and, and it's not just here. I, Me and Addy, we saw it in Harlem. You know, mm. we were up there. There's Columbia University's mm. right there. It's just mm. slowly pushing it out. Mm. We're crying out loud, there's a Whole Foods across the street from the Apollo Theater. That should tell you something where there used to be black ran businesses. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> I tell people it's like, want to go get a haircut in, in Harlem? I'm like, well, good luck finding a black barber. Be surprised. There were times when someone be like, man, you need to go to Brooklyn, dog. They got the, you know, it's like that's <laughs> that, ridiculous yeah. to really look at what Pink Morton did. Look mm -hmm. at the history behind it. I'm very blessed to get to do what I do. To sit here and have a conversation with you, Chase, like this, yeah. that's something that's not to be taken for granted. And, and we talk about the struggle of the Morton becoming owned by Athens and our frustration and even talking to Rashi about this. And the, the, you, you know, you, you are way more in, in, the, in the weeds with this than me, but, but the struggle of like mm -hmm. when the Morton was bought by the city, that's great. And, and hearing you talk about the symbol of, of what the Morton become, I'm reminded that it is important to preserve, you know, and, and we kind of shit on mm -hmm. preserving in Athens because most of what Athens preservation preserves is symbols of white supremacy. Like the TRR Cobb House, which is like a slave owning <laughs> uh, Confederate yes. general. It's like, Jesus, guys, like, what are you, you know, and right. so I, I am at least inspired to hear and and refreshed to hear that like it is so important that Athens saved the Morton but at the same time then they put an all white board on the Morton they right. have not been giving the Morton to the black community to do what they want with mm -mm. it I mean it just it drives me insane that it's like you guys have the most beautiful no. theater it's owned by the government. You don't have to right. make a profit. And I, I so appreciate, I'm just so grateful for all the hard work you're doing to, to try mm. to get them to wake up, to say, you should just be letting people come in here 
and create. Give a gift yes. to the community. Let let the black community come make incredible shows. Come make mediocre shows. Because otherwise it's gonna be cat circuses, which is like embarrassing. Right. You know? Exactly. It's embarrassing. It's, yeah, very embarrassing. Especially yeah. when you know that when you know the history behind that building, it yeah. it it does. It 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 frustrates every living ounce of my blood mm. when I see those kind of things. Cause I'm like I get it where they're like, we're not like a, a, a legit theater. We're trying to make sure we keep bringing things through. But I'm like, you got to make opportunities to respect the legacy of this building. It's not just about fill the seats all the time. It may be so, but know who, who you bringing into those seats, right? Yeah. I so appreciate the work that like Lynn has been doing. She's mm -hmm. been there for a while and I worked with her when I rented it and she was awesome. But it feels cheap to me that Athens, this predominantly white, is changing, but predominantly white government, now advertises the Morton as a Black-owned theater. It feels cheap because it's like, uh, guys, so when are you, uh, is, is Black-owned, when are you letting lo the local Black community come in here? You can't hold that name up if it's not true anymore. It's owned by the government. It's owned by... and. The board is not predominantly black. And and that's that's one of the reasons we did the, the Defiance Awards, man. I want to hear from the black community. I yep. want them to be unfiltered, have a platform, and let them be free. I mean, if it was up to me, I, I wish I could have just said, come all, come one, come all, bring me your pieces. I'm going to <laughs> put them out there. Yeah. You know, I wish. I just wish I could just give me everything. Who's got something? But I envision things where you have a resident artist every year. Like mm. you, that's of, of the black community that yeah. represents that and let them be able to craft something and present it for the community. It doesn't have to be a finished product. No. You've given them a platform to to express themselves. There's so much good art out here. And Montu, I think, is a, is a great pioneer of that. He's finding mm. these people out here that are making such beautiful art. I mean, and they're in this powerful stuff. And they just yeah. need, and the Morton should be a place where they can come and showcase that because that's yeah. what Morton did when he built the place. I'm just like, that's just, I, we have to find a way as, as a, as a government and as a board to create the way for that to happen. There are ways I've been around the block. I've toured regionally on shows. I've been in different, a lot of different communities and mm -hmm. I've seen it be done. I've seen them invest in yeah. the marginalized communities and give them a platform and it can be done. You just yeah. have to want to do it. You I mean, to, it, you know, it's an it's embarrassing that I ran a theater for two years, and on a budget of two thousand a month, I brought mm -hmm. artists from thirteen different countries, and we did a hundred and ninety shows. And the Morton, right? You should be doing that. You should be, you know, you should <laughs> be doing that. That's Easily. that's embarrassing. You can do yeah. it. Yeah, just to have. <laughs> Just to budget that in every year. Yeah, to be so, able, and just such be a like, tiny okay, amount. Make, it's like you don't need major production value. It's like, hey, no. we're just going to turn on the lights and stuff. You just yeah. have to bring everything that you want. We can have some people be here to to be your crew. It's like in building internships, right? Yeah. Like you've got letting black students from high schools and these other areas be able to Jeez, come in dude. And, uh, and work on these shows and shadow yes. these people. It's like. And it doesn't have to be like 
costing thousands and no. doing all these crazy rental fees. You know, it's like we just have to find a way. And it's like, I get it. Tech people that are working there and the staff, they got to get mm-hmm. paid. Yeah. But I'm like, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. And I'm not hearing anybody concerned about getting paid. They still working. So that's yeah. all I have to say. We're not yeah. doing anything. And I haven't heard once. We better get something in here because we can't pay the tech. They're getting paid. So that tells me that they're taken care of somehow. So mm-hmm. I don't understand why we're not the Morton itself. That's and it's part of our job as the board to be making sure that there's stuff coming through. And my thing is making sure it reflects the legacy of wh- whose name is on the building and the history of it. You know, I was like, yes, yeah. we're a rental house by all means. If they want to, if some acro cats wants to come through, feel free. That's great. Yeah. But, but you know, but it, it, it really is like, you still have to represent what the building is about through the programming. We can do that. And it yeah. not be like, uh, like this huge burden. At yeah, all. and I and and I want to call out white people on this because Montu, I'm I'm gonna quote or uh, paraphrase Montu, but this is a symptom of white people. Where Montu talking about Athens and his frustration with the nonprofits here and with the government, he's like, as as deep and heavy as the problems are, the solutions are not that deep. It is this white community that we put up all this red tape. We come up with these excuses. If that was your priority, you could make it happen. Snap. Absolutely. You know, I was going to say, and I tell you what I think that also is, it's to make sure that these marginalized communities know that you don't have this access. Mm. You know, it's like you have to, you have to be of a certain prestige to gain this access. Yeah. And I think we're not, I think we're seeing that in so many things in our society. Oh, you're not of this ilk, so you shouldn't be doing this. Or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's like, when we do, then they want to, like you said, now they're going to start adding more red tape. Yeah. You know, soon it will yeah. become, oh, yeah, we can't let any organizations that are connected to Athens hip hop come through here. Um, You'll have to be on your own. Like you, I can just see it writing on the wall, right? Yeah. We just got to let go of that, that bias in, mm. in our communities and stop censoring the art. <laughs> I'm like, mm. I'm just yeah. done with it. You know, yeah. it's art because is it, art. Yeah. It, it's also the problem when you have a predominantly white board that in their minds, they're only going to want to produce white art. It just, they redline the crap out of it and it, it's frustrating. And and then people get start asking, where are the black playwrights? Why aren't we doing black shows? Why aren't we doing this? And it's like, if you understood what it takes to get a black film produced, I was like, I tell people it blows my mind how many producers it took to get 12 years of slave made Mm. or Moonlight or even some of Spike Lee's early stuff, like Mm. from Malcolm X, when you got Warner Brothers saying, yo, we want that movie under two hours. And he's like. Uh, nah, Joe, this sucker gotta be three hours. That's the only way we can get it accomplished. Well, we ain't giving you no more money. So what did he do? Called up all his black people, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, mm. Oprah Winfrey, got them said, yo, I need some assistance. They bankrolled the rest of that film, got it done. Legacy, yeah. you know? Yeah. And 
it's crazy to think soon as he got it funded, here come Warner Brothers like, oh, you know what? We can go ahead and give you the rest of it. You know, you you don't yeah. need to get the money from me. And I said, oh, y'all ain't y'all think you're slick. You know, yeah. and so it's once that's why I'm like, get your community mm. together. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And work together. And if and just for the white people out there, if you want to be an ally, you want to be an ally of black artists, they're out there. Research, mm. find them, support them. And it's not like, oh man, that's some great stuff. I liked it. Give them some money. Just yeah. like give them yeah. a place to put their stuff up. Like yeah. this is what it's about. Like get behind them if you believe in it so much. They're out there. That's my two cents on it, man. That's what I'm trying to do as being on the board. I'm really trying to find, I'm hunting. Trust me. I bust yeah. my ass for y'all people out there. And I, I yeah. and it's like in meeting the people that we awarded the defiance awards, it's even more inspiring just hearing their thoughts on what they're doing and just, yeah. and I'm like, gosh, and it, it helps me. I'm building a community around it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think if anything, man, that's, that's my goal is to get it to a point where like, you really are just, you're a platform for these voices to be heard. Even, I'll talk about myself and the things I'm learning and really trying to work on. You were like, I want you to reach in your contacts and help connect me to, to some really awesome Black artists. And I realized in the process, I don't have to be the go-between man. That's That was me uh, a bit wanting to control. And I just realized like, David Perdue and Adon, I'd seen the earliest version of the show and I'd helped him at Moonlight. So yeah, I was really happy to join the project. But even in that, I realized that I was putting myself in a situation that maybe wasn't giving them the option to say no or wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I was like wedging myself in here and it was a big moment of realization for me that was like, whoa, I, if I want to help David and Adon, I need to really say, hey, you tell me what to do. And if I can right. help, and if I can't, you tell me no, and I am so happy to hear no, and um, yeah, so, yeah, man. Well, that yeah. I mean, I feel you. Yeah, it's and it's tough for me. I mean, I'm I'm new here, really. I mean, it's mm-hmm. barely three years in being here, and I'm trying to absorb as much as I can and connect to this community. I have to, I do, I have to work my way through people that I know are connected in some way. So. I thank you, man, because I would not know those two individuals without you. Mm. And I'm yeah, glad dude, that, they, of course. that they are communicative. I'm excited to to really make it happen. Yeah, um, me too. I think it's going to be definitely something this town ain't ever seen. Like, I'm trying to put something together that's going to blow their mm. socks off. I would love to bring the hot corner, like, just for it to have that vibe again. Yep. That would yep. be awesome. Anything else you want to add about Mr. Morton? No, but I'm I'm good on on Morton. I think like if they would get a good picture of just a man, yeah. I mean, and the thing I love about it, the Morton building is, is one of the it's actually, for for fact, the last standing black built theater in the early 1900s in America. Wow, the only one. Every other one across the country has been torn down. Mm. The fact that Athens has that. It's like, don't take it for granted. Champagne and wine. When I begin to fall so low, I didn't have a friend and no place to go. So if I ever get my hand on a dollar.
I want to thank Thomas Brazel for coming on the podcast. The show that we were talking about near the end of this episode that's in conjunction with the Hot Corner Festival is Double Consciousness, which is a show by David Perdue and Adon Bean. That show will be this summer around June, early June, late May at the Morton in conjunction, hopefully, with the Hot Corner Festival. So keep your eye out for that. It's going to be an incredible show. Again, to feature Thomas Brazel, we're going to post his Venmo below. Please support him. Please send him money because he's doing incredible work in this community. Show him some love. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back next Thursday to release an episode to continue talking about Hot Corner and the mechanisms that destroyed it. But such a pleasure to have this uh, break in the programming to talk with Thomas. So see you guys next week.